as we chose to accept his free gift uh, of salvation. Uh, look at Matthew 6.10. Matthew 6.10. The, the pattern for prayer that Jesus gave us, what we call the Our Father, verse 10 reads as follows, Thy kingdom come, God's kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You see, what it's saying is that there's changes that need to be made. But the day is going to come when even earth, the earth will do uh, the will of our Father uh, in heaven. Uh, look at Revelation 11.15. Revelation 11.15. We're going to be wrapping this up here. I don't want to keep you too much longer. Revelation 11.15, and that reads, And the seventh angel sounded, the seventh angel sounded his trumpet, this is in the last days, and there arose loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. And so, uh, the Lord Jesus is going to return and uh, will then reign on earth first for a thousand years and then over the universe throughout all eternity. And then look at uh, the Revelation 21 and verses 1 to 4. Now, the Bible teaches, we don't have time to look at these other verses, but those who are in hell will be there by their own choice. It's not that they want to be in hell, but they don't want to bend the knee to the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, 2 Peter 3, 9, 1 Timothy 2, 1 to 6. Um, but the Bible teaches that the best possible world, it's going to be spelled out here in Revelation 21, Verses 1 to 4, when uh, the ultimate defeat of evil, the best possible world is heaven. Um, but God will defeat evil through Christ's death on the cross and His resurrection, where He conquered death for us. He died on the cross for our sins. He rose from the dead to conquer death for us. And then when He returns, 1 Peter 3.18 1 Corinthians 15, 20 to 26. So God, the solution to the problem of evil is that God will defeat evil through Christ's death, resurrection, and return. And so what I want us to look at is Revelation 21, verses 1 to 4, the ultimate defeat of evil. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth passed away, and there is no longer any sea. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, made ready as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men, and he shall dwell among them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be among them. And he shall wipe away every tear from their eyes, 
and there shall no longer be any death. There shall no longer be any mourning or crying or pain. The first things have passed away. In short, God is the only guarantee. The God of the Bible is the only guarantee that evil will be defeated. There is no other solution. So people that, uh, that reject Christianity, non-Christians, recognize the problem of evil. Big deal. You recognize the problem of evil. How, how can you guarantee it's going to be defeated? Only through Christ's death, resurrection, and return do we have a guarantee uh, that evil will be defeated. Now, in conclusion, we're going to skip over that part on Albert Camus, the French existentialist author of a book, The Plague. Um, we're just running out of time here. You could ask, if you have questions about that, you could ask me after the sermon and, uh, and uh, after the service, and I'll discuss it with you. Uh, it's just another atheistic argument uh, that's not too difficult to refute. But the atheist's dilemma is that he usually denies the existence of evil. See, the, because evil is merely the perversion of the ultimate good. Well, what is the ultimate good? God. So once you admit to evil, it brings you this close to having to admit, you know, if you know what a crooked line looks like, then you've got to have some idea of the straight line. If you know what it means, if you know what evil is, then there has to be some ultimately good standard that evil is a perversion of. And the Christian calls the ultimately good standard God. Um, so the atheist has a dilemma. He usually denies the existence of evil because he doesn't want to believe in God. But then when he brings up the problem of evil, he's, in fact, C.S. Lewis recognized this. He used to use the problem of evil to deny God's existence. And once he became a Christian, he realized that if God does not exist, then there is no such thing as right and wrong. There is no such thing as evil. But only Christianity adequately explains the existence of evil. Only Christianity offers a real solution to the problem of evil. Only the God of the Bible is our refuge from suffering, pain, and death. Only the God of the Bible can calm our fears. Now, next year I'm going to be doing a debate at the University of Colorado, and the gentleman I'll be debating, the atheist, likes using the problem of evil. And from what I heard, this guy is really sharp and, and is a tough guy to beat in a debate, but whatever the case, no matter who wins that debate, He's going to bring up the problem of evil, and I'm going to try to present evidence like this. But whatever the case, he brought it up, not me. He brought up this thing called evil. We both, we're both going to go home that night. And we're going to lay down in, in, in bed. He's going to lay down in his bed wherever he, he lives in North Carolina. I live in Washington State. I'm going to lay down in my bed. We're going to turn the lights off, and we both know about the problem of evil. But he has the problem of evil with no solution. I have the God of the Bible who can calm my fears. We have the God of all comfort, the only solution to the problem of evil, and the only guarantee that evil will ultimately be defeated. For Rabbi Harold Kushner, I feel bad. My heart goes out to him. His 14-year-old son died. But the fact of the matter is, if God is a wimp, 
then there's going to be no way out of that. He'll never see his son again. But if the God of the Bible is who he claimed to be, and if Rabbi Kushner's son would have trusted in Jesus, and if Rabbi Kushner would have trusted in Jesus for salvation, the two would someday meet again when our God and Savior returns from heaven in power and glory. Let's close with a word of prayer.